98.5 The Bull. Good morning, Daniel. Took my dog Finn to the vet yesterday, Tig, and uh, they go in there and they're like, all right, this is like a yearly thing you can do here, like the special, get all the vaccinations, the doctor will check them out and all that, and $150. Did all that. They're like, okay, we're going to take the dog in the back for the examination. I'm like, oh, well, I ain't doing that. Anyway, they did. Came back out. They said, everybody looks great. They gave me a little container. They said, here, this is for, uh, we need a stool sample. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, well, you're the vet. <laughs> I'm just giving you $150. I thought they would handle that. Well, they can't just go, hey, fit and poop, man. Well, they could push his tummy or something. <laughs> what do I got to do now? Carry this thing around? I guess. And when you when he goes to the bathroom, instead of putting it in the baggie, you put it in there. That's gross, though, man. Carry that around. Well, that's right. It's a small, like, it's almost like a pill container. Mm-hmm. You know, if this dog does this lunchtime, I got to sit with this thing in my house for 12 hours? <laughs> It is what disgusting. if a lady comes over and like, what's that? Oh, oh that's just God. a little dog poop. Isn't it funny that when you walk your dog, as soon as you see a lady that you might like, Every your, your dog, your dog, like, is fine as long as there's no cute lady coming up. As soon as a cute lady comes up, the dog has to poop. It happens to me every single time. Um, my dog can stay in the house eight hours, never have to go to the bathroom. You take that dog into PetSmart, three seconds in. Fikis. Disaster. <laughs> Disaster every time. Or if I'm walking on Riverside, you know, it's attractive lady comes by, first thing he's doing. <laughs> so that's how you and Meter is picking up feces. Well, what happens is the way the timing always works out, it's not when the dog's doing it, it's when I'm having to pick it up. You oh, know, I with see. that curbing the dog and you have that bag or whatever, and you pick it up, and mm-hmm. as you're picking it up, that's when the most beautiful lady in the world is going to walk by, and you got to. Look up and make contact and, like, like, eye contact and just, like, nod your head. Like, yeah, just, mm-hmm. just doing this. You know, is is this picking up poop thing kind of a new thing? Because I don't remember that growing up. I don't remember people ever really picking up their dog's poop. Like, they just, you just had to live with it. I remember stepping in dog poop all the time. It hasn't happened to me in 10 years now. Mm-hmm. That's well, a now good I guess, change. Yeah, because well, if you're, you know, in a neighborhood and you respect your neighbors, you want to yeah. curb but, your, your dog. Have you ever gotten about a half mile down the street? Remember, you didn't bring the bags and just go, let's see if I can get away with this one. Oh, yeah, I ain't, I ain't never going to pick up raw fikis, ever. <laughs> you can see him this weekend. Free tickets coming up at 740 with our bullfight on 98.5 The Bull. Good morning to Daniel. Got a, a viral video here of a, a lady that thought it would be very nice to take her grandmother, 93-year-old grandmother, through one of those animal safari parks. Mm-hmm. I don't think grandmother enjoyed it too much. Uh, here's a quick clip. <laughs> I mean, she's absolutely terrified of it. Yeah, well, you, I, I remember a video, you and your dad, did y'all go to Yellowstone or something? And, we did. Um, and uh, what, did a moose come up to you? No, it was a buffalo walked by the car, and I got real scared. My dad's like, hey, buffalo, and I'm like, shut up. Uh, that's, the safari park's a little scary. I don't know if you've taken your little son through one, but I don't think he'd do too well either. I've seen uh, v- videos of people, the giraffe comes in the, in the car, basically, with his neck and it can be pretty uncomfortable, right? Well, that and then the like the a cow or something like that will come in with its long, disgusting tongue slobbering all over you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, emu, they got. I always have a uh, hundred emus at these things. Uh, emu, basically a dinosaur, and they will try to they'll they peck too hard. Mm-hmm. Worst thing I ever did was right after I got my car. It was like a new car. I took my little brothers through that safari park, just seething with anger. I mean, you get feed everywhere. Oh, because... <laughs> see, cause, well, because you're trying to avoid, you know, that long, slobbery tongue. Mm-hmm. 
and the emu trying to peck your finger off. So you spill about half of the feed everywhere. And once you spill it, they don't they don't give up. You know, they're not like, oh, okay. Once you spill seed or whatever that is, that feed all in your lap, guess what? The emu's still going to be pecking. Pecking now <laughs> down at your lap where your secret is, and that ain't good. So they don't, like, just go, oh, he's... He's out of food, so I'll move on. Yeah, they're they still looking for they every They don't grain. take their napkin and wipe their mouth and walk away. No, they're still going for it, and they'll peck whatever they can yeah. get. Animals, man, they, these are wild animals. you got to keep in mind, and and they all they think about all day is, I think, food. And you said one time you were at a zoo or something, and the mon- the monkeys were all being nice to the trainer. Yeah, these were like adorable, like chimpanzees and orangutan and, and uh the zookeeper came out. It was this beautiful moment where the zookeeper had this, like, dozen cupcakes. And all these monkeys, they start jumping around, blowing this thing, kisses. They're like, mwah, 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 like, doing tricks, clapping and all that, and I love you sign and all that. The second that dude ran out of cupcakes, these things went nuts. And, I mean, they're, like, grabbing the bars. They're like, ah, 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 ah. They, Dude, they listen. They lost their minds the second the cupcakes went out. They like us because we have food, and once we're out of food, we're of no use to them. See, I'm worried that because uh, I haven't had any animal encounters yet, although we did go camping out one time at uh, Oklahoma Joe. Actually, let us come out to his hunting land and camp out. And I had my dog with me. And I said, hey, uh, Oklahoma Joe, are there coyotes out here? He's like, yeah, you're going to want to tie that dog up because you're going to hear some coyotes at night. I didn't hear some coyotes tie. I heard about one million coyotes. <laughs> Do you remember that? They would yeah. get to going, and there must have been like uh, at least a billion. Yeah, it was a little uncomfortable. And uh, listen, there was no need to talk my, tie my dog up because he was just as scared as I was. He was looking at me like, uh, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Ty and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. Right, times are changing, Daniel. Um, some kids are back in school, but some are uh, coming up hot on a first day of school, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember when you were little, you'd go uh, with your mom or your dad, and you'd go buy school supplies, and you'd pick out your little folders, and you'd pick out your pencils, and get your glue sticks and all that. It's 98.5 The Bull. Uh, at least in my household, that didn't happen this year. It's all sitting down on the laptop and ordering off Amazon. And so, and then yesterday, it was like every five minutes, somebody knocking on the door. Every five minutes. And I go, what in God's name is going on? And all the school supplies came via mail. So he didn't have that experience. My son didn't go out and pick out his little notebooks and stuff. He did it all on the Internet. So they just have like a cart waiting for people to, to select or there's no options? No, no you get a, uh, I mean, you could go to the store, but the school sends you a list of things your kid needs for the first day of school. And it's things like tissue boxes and um, copy paper and stuff like that to help the teacher out. And so instead of going down to the store, they just went online and did all this. Ain't that crazy? I remember my grandmother told me that she had read in a magazine that one day, if we didn't want to leave the house to get groceries, we wouldn't have to because of this internet thing. And I was like, that's a crazy lady right there. Wait, your grandma told you that about the internet and yeah. you didn't believe her? Yeah, that's what she said. And that was back in, I don't know, 97 or something. I go, that's insane. And it uh, turns out she was right. Look at us go. But at least he does get to pick out his notebooks and things like that to some degree if he's on Amazon. Now he's just got a million things to choose from. You know, used to you had like four, you know, mm-hmm. like Thundercats or Rainbow Bright. Now he's got... In, infinity, infinity things to things. choose from anything he wants. Well, listen, you don't want to go shopping with your little son. Me and him went to Dave & Buster's. He won quite a few tickets, and he gets in there trying to agonize over what he's going to get with these tickets. Could not make a decision. 
So I imagine unlimited choices on Amazon <laughs> for something like a folder yeah. must have been uh, pretty rough for them yeah. and rough for y'all too. You kind of were stuck when you went to the store with whatever they had. But now if you want an astronaut backpack or you want a Spider-Man backpack or you just want a regular, it's just all out there, you know? What's he? What's his theme this year? What's he big on? As far as you know, when like he gets airplanes. the folder, he, oh, and just an airplane. Yeah, and uh, and I go, all right. So airplanes are cool, and I thought he was going to do fighter jets, but he he likes the uh, like American Airlines jets and things. Oh, good. Well, I hope he enjoys the beatings at school. <laughs> this is going to be a great year for him. <laughs> it's not, not even found the bull with Tig and Daniel. Good morning. Seven oh six at ninety eight five. The bull. You got Tig and Daniel. I'm on some of these. Uh, I guess like message boards or things like that for like radio people in different cities and all that. And there's something in Dallas going on called a morning show boot camp. That's where I guess radio shows go to try to learn what to do at mo- you know mornings on the radio and things like that, like more celebrity birthdays and just day in <laughs> histories. But um, we should do celebrity birthdays. We ought to. We ought to do every celebrity birthday, like a hundred, <laughs> like we, even we... even like celebrities from the past, like a uh, John Boots Smith. From vaudeville turns, however. Anyway, but one of them we're talking about, they say, if you're going to a morning show boot camp, don't pack a suitcase. Just stop at Salvation Army and buy some clothes there uh, on the way to the hotel. What a ridiculous idea. You've got to wash these clothes when you go to the thrift store, right? Um, I would think you do wash those clothes. I don't, like, there's debate about whether you even wash new clothes out of Abercrombie & Fitch or whatever. Mm-hmm. You certainly wash something you get from Goodwill. I was going to say, yeah, there might be some debate on if you buy something new. There is no debate if you buy something from a thrift store. And how do I know? I used to work at a thrift store. I worked at Goodwill. Some of the best years of my life, buddy. I loved it. Why did you love it? Well, because what you get to do is what my grandmother used to call ramble. When I was a kid, I was over at my grandmother's house. She didn't have, you know, a bunch of entertainment. So the only entertainment there was was to ramble. And that's where you just go through her stuff. Mm-hmm. And if she caught you, you got in big trouble. She'd come in there and be like, you in here rambling? Like, yes, I am. <laughs> there ain't nothing else to do. You don't have Nintendo. But um, so that's all they did. People would bring in boxes. You just open that box, just look at all that stuff all day long. Man, I loved it. And didn't uh, wasn't it advantageous because you got the first pick of that stuff that That used came to in? be how it was. I imagine they finally put a stop to that because uh, you, I was also in charge of pricing. So whenever something that caught my eye came in, and I was the first one to get dibs on it, I priced it pretty low. <laughs> Damn near free. And that ain't right, but it's what I did. Oh, a VCR. One dollar. Oh, yeah, but yeah, exactly. That's what happens at the thrift store. And also, you'd have to go pick up things from people's houses. And sometimes, and I would say at least, gosh, two out of ten times, you'd get there and somebody would be like, here, uh, here's the couch in here. And you walk into this house, and it's a nightmare. You ever go to people's house, you wonder how they live? Yes. Happens every now and again. You walk in there, and it's a nightmare, and you have to go, uh, I can't accept this. And they're like, well, why not? I say, because it's garbage. This is garbage. <laughs> this needs to go to the dump, not Goodwill. So, so but in, in a gist, you also saw these clothes come in. Y'all put them on the rack at Goodwill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no washing the clothes before they put these yeah, on. Yeah, I was going to ask, do people wash the clothes before they donate them? No. <laughs> or do they just... So they pull them out of the dirty clothes hamper and they just put them in a bag and take them to Goodwill? They deliver them all in a trash bag. They just throw it out there. You know, sometimes you come in, if you work at a thrift store, sometimes you come in the next day and there's a mountain of garbage bags. Just all <laughs> Because clothes. people throughout the night are dropping stuff off. Mildew, 
<laughs> bed bugs. And these radio dummies are like, yeah, we'll just stop at Salvation Army and not even, not even watch this stuff. Just wear it. So everybody's going to come back from this morning show boot camp covered in With scabies and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Daniel uh, has this attitude on the radio. Like, he's kind of bad A, and he's like, I don't know how to explain it, but in real life, you're just kind of a wuss at the end of the day. Yeah, I really talk about how uh, a bad I, bad AI am by eating dinner at four in the afternoon and take multiple no, naps during the like, day. I'm if, a real Clint Eastwood. If I you're have right. an opinion you don't like, you you know, you get on me about it, like you're the smartest dude in the world well, and all this. It's 98.5 The Bull. Good morning. I don't think I'm the smartest dude in the world, but when it comes to some things, but, a little bit smarter than you, but go ahead. Anyway, Daniel falls to sleep watching these interrogation videos. Correct. And, and not, he doesn't watch A&E where it's a show, you know, when they edit it, you're just watching the raw interrogation video on the surveillance camera in the interrogation room. Yes. And these can be 40 minutes long or maybe two hours long. And Daniel will watch these things. And um, and I and he comes to work one day and says, listen, man, if you ever get in legal trouble, just ask for a lawyer because if you speak, they're going to use that stuff against you. And, and you know that in the Miranda rights. And I go, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Last night I go to a, um, I had to babysit for a little bit last night for mm-hmm. a friend of ours. And of course I go over there. I can't figure out their TV. You ever go to somebody's house and you try to turn on their TV? It's like trying to land a space shuttle. You can't yeah, I know. Out. You haven't hit power on the remote and everything. It is difficult. You're right. So anyway, I finally figured out how to watch television. Congrats. And it was on that show, First 48, uh-huh. which happens a lot of times in Tulsa. And the first 48 is they basically, the odds go down of solving a murder if you don't get some good information in 48 hours. And a lot of it's in Tulsa. And so I'm watching this, and they, they, they apprehend some suspects, and they did the opposite of what you told them to do. And I started thinking about you. I started, because these guys, man, they were, and what they do is, let's say Tig and Daniel commit a crime. Let's say we steal a bicycle, mm-hmm. and we get arrested for that. They put us in separate rooms. And then they'll, and even if you didn't say anything, they'll say, now Daniel's already told me that you were at that house. And and so now I think you're ratting on me and it just becomes a big old mess for these people. So mm-hmm. your thing was don't talk, but the guys on first 48, the first thing they did was start chirping. And, um, and then Daniel, I just remembered how don't, don't talk, just say you want to cooperate. You just want a lawyer in the room. And then like Daniel's some kind of bad A. If he ever gets in trouble with the police, he's just going to sit there. And I'm just say, like Marty Bird on Ozark. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever they uh, ask me questions, just go lawyer, lawyer, L- lawyer, lawyer, lawyer. Yeah. It's not that you're not cooperating. It's that you want you want protection too. So Daniel's running his mouth about how he's going to be some kind of cowboy if he ever gets arrested, and he would never talk. He would never sing. Meanwhile, the guy gets pulled over the other day. Sang like a bird. (laughs) After he had lectured me, and this wasn't like a one-time lecture, he continuously would come in and say, listen, you ever get in trouble, just ask for a lawyer. Well, I kind of read the situation. This was pulled over for like a minor traffic thing. I wasn't going to, you know, really get going with him over that. They were like, where are you headed? And I was like, oh, I told him where I was going and all that. Um, now, if I commit a murder, I won't say anything. But I knew that I wasn't, you know, hadn't done really anything wrong. So I just didn't, uh, I won't, like, if they say, do you know how fast you were going? I won't admit to speeding or anything like that. I'd be like, no, I had my cru- cruise control on the speed limit. Oh, really? But I'm not going to, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be one of those sovereign citizen guys either. I'm not yeah, going to be like, am I those... being detained? Am I being detained? I'm not going to do guys that. guys on YouTube, they post, like, if a cop pulls them over. They're like, 
uh, am I being detained? Am I being detained? And then it just gets, it's like I, real uncomfortable. I don't have what it takes for that, you know? <laughs> yes. But I won't, I, if I do, like, now for real, keep this in mind. If we do commit a crime together mm-hmm. and the police pull me in there, I, I will not rat over something humongous. If, you know, if I get pulled over, I'm not going to. Okay, so you're hedging. I'm not going to make things worse for me. Basically, you, you, you got scared. Got a little uncomfortable, yeah. <laughs> and then you sang. It's uh, 729. We're 11 minutes away from a huge ticket. You know who's coming to the VOK twice this weekend, Daniel? That is Zach Bryan, and we've got a pair of tickets up for grabs. We're going to get four people in the ring, Tig. The final person left standing wins the tickets. That's in 11 minutes. That's, on, I'm glad you reminded me. I must come up with a bunch of questions. On 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. 98.5 The Bull with Tiger Daniel. Here we go. Zach Bryan tickets. It's the Battle Royale bullfight brought to you by Optimum Complete. Daniel, we have four contestants on the line from right here in the area. And uh, somebody's going to be going to Zach Bryan. Uh, we do. Should we get their names or just go right to the questions? Let's get their names. Okay. We've got Kelly on line one. Doesn't matter what she does. We've got Warren on line hey. two. Doesn't matter. Zach Nobody on line three. Uh, and Wendy on line four. How are you guys this morning? Fantastic. Good. Did you you got to witness awesome. Tig and I arguing? So it's not just on air that we argue. We, we argue even <laughs> off the air. Isn't that fun? A little behind the scenes. Yeah. All right, guys. We've got general knowledge trivia. It's sudden death elimination, and the final man or woman standing is going to win. Are you guys ready? Yeah. 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 All right, Kelly. Yeah. On line one, a regulation baseball game is made up of nine sections called what? Uh, innings? Innings is correct. Warren, in the Sega video game, what type of creature is Sonic? Hedgehog. Hedgehog is correct. Zach, which pop artist had hits such as SOS, Disturbia, and Unfaithful? Also a song called Umbrella. Rihanna. Rihanna is correct. Wendy. Yes. Helena is the capital of which U.S. state? I'll give you a hint. It starts with the letter M. Um. That would be Montana. Okay. Thank you for playing, Wendy. You can go ahead and hang up now. Down to three, okay, Ty. Thank Thanks, Wendy. Uh, Kelly. Yeah. Name any of the four Gospels of the New Testament. Um, Little hint there would be one of the first four books of the New Testament. Um, the New Testament, uh, Matthew. That is correct. Up next, Warren. What does the N stand for in the acronym NATO, N-A-T-O? Um, national. That is incorrect, Warren. That stands for North. North. So you can uh, go ahead and hang up. Thank you for playing, though. Thanks. Thank you now. Zach, we'll move on to you. What movie yep. production company made Cars, Finding Nemo, and Inside Out? Uh, Pixar. Pixar is correct. Kelly. What was the name of King Arthur's sword that was given by the Lady of the Lake? Um, oh my goodness. 
Oh, goodness. Kelly, I'm so sorry. It was Excalibur. Okay. Excalibur. And uh, with that, Zach is the winner of the 98.5 The Bull Battle Royale. How ironic that uh, Zach wins tickets to Zach Bryan at the BOK Center. Hello, Zach. Yeah, I'm here. How ironic that Zach would win the Zach Bryan tickets. I know. I've been trying all week. Oh, well, look at you go. Who are you going to take the show with you, Zach? Uh, I'm not sure yet. All right. Well, that is a little All sad. Right. Okay. That's fine. All right. So Zach's got an extra ticket there. And, uh, Dana, we're not done with free tickets because um, this Friday and Saturday, we're going to be camped out right outside of the BOK Center for the Oklahoma Smoke Show. Everybody's invited. If you're hearing this message, you are invited. It's totally free to get in. And uh, we got free tickets for Zach Bryan. And you here's there. the best part, Ty, is we tell you exactly when we're going to draw so you'll know when to be there. And we do the drawing at 6 o'clock Friday night and 6 o'clock on Saturday night. Just outside the BOK. Um, and there's going to be live music and there's going to be food and drinks and all that kind of stuff. So Friday night at 6, Saturday night at 6, outside the BOK. Does that make sense? And we'll be there. And got we got it, Zach. Tickets for you. Yep. Have a good day, man. It's 98.5 The Bull with Ty and Daniel. Uh, 98.5 The Bull, the weather, uh, not bad. Uh, Daniel was the, you said you were getting kind of the, you get the wintertime blues because it's dark at 4.30 and you can't do anything because it's 10 degrees outside. But it was so hot for you that um, your dog wouldn't even go on walks with you. But well, have you gotten a... Uh, I finally got to get out yesterday. Yesterday was wonderful and I was finally able to walk. So I walked for like an hour and a half. Where do you go? Do you go in circles or do you... Daniel's the kind of guy, he goes in like the tunnels he's not supposed to under Tulsa and... <laughs> well, I haven't where, done where that lately. I was... I, well, what he's... What Tyke's talking about is there's a tunnel over by Riverside that I'd gone into once and I think that's just sewers. <laughs> you and your dog walk through sewers. Huh? That's well, your mile no, and a half walk? Um, I did walk way into that sewer one time. I want me and you to go in there and walk in that sewer. Um, I saw what you're talking about. You would, you, you would never walk in there? Well, you told me... That okay, so there's graffiti all in the tunnels, right? Mm -hmm. People, you know, outlaws go down there and they they paint murals and all that kind of stuff, right? Well, I won't say murals; they paint a lot of privates. Oh, okay. And anyway, and for like I don't know how many yards as you walk through, mm -hmm. you can still see all the uh, dirty, yeah, <laughs> the dirty spray paints and stuff. But eventually, they start to drop off. So when the criminals get scared to go any deeper in the tunnel, that's when I would be scared. Yeah, you're you're all right when you see all the graffiti, but then when you get to a point where it's like a hundred yards and you haven't seen a spray padded dingling, you're like, uh oh, this ain't good. <laughs> That's how you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no more privates. I'm out of right, here. Yeah, no genitals on the wall. I gotta get the heck out of here. And and also, if you get really deep in there, dude. Something stinks real bad. Oh, it's sewage, probably. Probably. Mm -hmm. Or cadaver you don't know so you're like i gotta get out of here at all costs i we, loot dude we gotta go in there together <laughs> i ain't doing that no matter what i'll go as far as the the privates last and then i'll okay. I'm turning well at the turning. final dingling we'll turn around <laughs> tyke and daniel on 98.5 the bull Five the bull. How do you do? I am Tig, and there's uh, Daniel. 
I think, Tyke, when I watch Netflix now, I think I'm halfway watching it for me, and then I also, for some reason now, feel the need to keep an eye on things for you to watch as well. The last thing I recommended was the show Quarterback, mm-hmm. and then you and your little son watched it. You guys loved it. Yes, it was fantastic. It, uh, it follows kind of the life of a quarterback in the NFL, and you get to they're mic'd up, and they're getting crushed, and it's really interesting. Uh, to I'm know not a sports guy. I tried to watch it. and uh, You didn't like it? I guess because I'm not a sports guy. I mean, the quarterback's all mic'd up. He's like, hey, I'm going to throw the ball. <laughs> what was so fascinating about that to you? Well, you, you can see on TV when they get, you know, they, they talk to another player, but you can't tell what they're saying. It's just mm-hmm. kind of interesting to see, like, what the conversations are like on the field. Well, uh, now I was going to recommend this. I told you about this, I think, yesterday, and it's now the top, uh, the number one movie in the U.S. on Netflix. It's called Untold uh, Johnny Football. Here's a trailer. Find out where Johnny out where Johnny Manziel will be playing his football. There's cameras in our face around our table the entire time. From the minute we walk in, it's like the Johnny Manziel show. Where's he going? And we have no idea. With the first pick in the 2014 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select Jadavian Clowney. Then you had the Jacksonville Jaguars at three. I had on pretty good authority. They were ready to take their franchise quarterback. The Jacksonville Jaguars select Blake Bortles. The first quarterback in this draft selected is not Johnny Manziel. Bortles goes three. Johnny's like, yes, I'm going to Dallas. What happens when Jerry Jones gets the chance to take Johnny football? I really thought the floor would probably be Dallas at 16. They wait the whole clock. If they take Johnny Manziel right now, this place is going to explode. The Dallas Cowboys select Zach Martin. Guard. So I guess it's going to be all about the drama of the uh, NFL, but wasn't he in college? I remember, didn't he play for, uh, did he play for Tennessee? I thought he was uh, Texas A&M. Or oh, who knows? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. What I do remember about Johnny Manziel was I remember him being entertaining because he would, if he threw a touchdown, he would do the money sign, rub his two fingers together. Yeah, he he showed off a lot in the end zone and stuff. And that upset uh, college you're not Football supposed fans? to do that in college. Why? That's their rule. They want good sportsmanship. They allow more of it in the NFL, as far as I'm, I can tell. But, um, yeah, he just, he was a cocky kind of guy, and people didn't really like well, What do y'all want, like a humble, meek quarterback? I like <laughs> to see somebody doing a little bit of showboating. You don't like it. No, because um, I don't like it because each team is working their tail off all season. Um, they're, they're putting in just as much effort. And then when you got a guy that goes out there, this is college football. Okay. Hey, it might change, actually, now that they're getting paid. Oh, now they're getting paid, and now they're able to do the money sign? Well, now it's not as it's not just all about, like, getting out there. and. Well, now they're actually getting money. And yes. so, but y'all are mad at him for just doing the money sign, only for a few years later to be like, okay, I guess we will pay you guys some money. <laughs> and so then he got to the NFL, and what happened? He just was... I, he like didn't like riding the bench, and he just wasn't a good team player, I don't think. And they ended up releasing him, I think. So, and he had this. I think he had some personal problems too. He had like a lot of personal problems going on. And the NFL, they just said, "Man, we're we're just we're done." And he could have had this amazing career, but he kind of blew it. And I think that's probably what the documentary is about. Um, I would find it to be so entertaining. Like if your son he plays little league, if he were to go out there every time and like point the bat toward where he. Would, Mm-hmm. He's going to hit a home run like Babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. That, to me, I would love. I would put him in timeout for that. Tell me why. That is uh, rude to the other team. 
because you point the bat in the air that's rude to the other team? <laughs> yeah, it's like rubbing it in their face. Is it rude to throw in to get them out? That's part of the game. But no, what's not part of the game is going up there and showboating and being <laughs> I don't a get jerk. It. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. What and do you then, mean you don't like get it? Like the NFL, they had something. You remember this? What is that? I don't know what that is. Hang on a second. That's the Super Bowl shuffle from 1985. Now, I don't see a bunch of humble and meekness in that. That's just uh, silliness. But I'm just going to try to draw an example, Daniel. Let's say you were um, you were trying to buy a house. Okay. And you know how you bid for a house and there's other bidders out there? Imagine if the if you had a, this dream house and somebody else won it and then they came up to you and like, ha, 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 ha. That's not good. Okay, I've just imagined it. I'm not that hurt by it. <laughs> I love, I, I find it to be entertaining when people do this kind of thing. I don't know why you sports fans th- think it's it's bad. You know what I think you should do? I think uh, when the NFL season comes up, Nickelodeon does this thing where they slime the guys. You might enjoy that because you got like not, the mind of a 12-year-old. I'm not a little child, but I do love when they, uh, what is that one <laughs> player that one time went to the end zone and then pretend he pooped out the ball? And he got in like major trouble? <laughs> he didn't like that at all. <laughs> they don't mind you trying to kill each other, or, you know, run at each other full blast, but don't do like little money symbols or, or, or spike the ball. Mm-hmm. Is spiking the ball still illegal? Uh, you can do it. I think in the NFL, if you do it in college, you'll get a penalty. I'm going to encourage your son to do a little showboating. Okay, well, you do that. You want him to be a professional athlete, that's what he needs to do. I don't want him to be a professional athlete. I don't care what he does. Make it interesting. All right. When you get out there and do that kind of stuff. Except it's bad sportsmanship. I'm going to start a a, a sports agency. Are you? Yeah, where I will take young people and mold them into humongous superstars. (laughs) This is a long-term model business you got going on. Well, you're going to help me. What, are you going to meet like a four-year-old and go, this is the guy? I want infants. <laughs> I mean, T-ball. They're going to go up and do some weird stuff at T-ball. <laughs> Did you know there was an election yesterday? I guess it's a legal requirement. If somebody goes and votes, they have to take a selfie with the uh, I voted sticker. I think half the people go vote just for that sticker. I didn't honest. see much of that yesterday. Um, it's 98.5 The Bull. Welcome into Did You See, where we take a look at what the heck's going on around the world. And right here in Tulsa, brought to you by Paradise Beach Water Park. Yesterday, they had this big vote for... Um, something called Improve Our Tulsa. And you know what's funny? Like, Republicans and Democrats actually got along for a second on this. Uh, Like, all the former mayors and things got up there and said, dude, we got to have this. It's not a tax increase. It was just a continuance of a tax that already existed. And uh, it overwhelmingly passed. It's going to help with roads. It's going to help with uh, buying fire trucks and police cars and all that kind of stuff. So it's a good thing because if they lost that money, it would be $800 million dollars. And then how would they buy a new fire truck? So it wasn't a tax increase at all. People seemed to like it uh, because it it won handily yesterday. So I'm sure the mayor today is breathing a sigh of relief on I, that one. I saw, uh, I think, 75 million of that will go toward the, the homeless problem. Mm-hmm. Which is a problem that's, like, impossible to solve, it seems like, for... I it's, keep, just, it's not great ideas. Nobody knows what to do. I keep, I'll sit around and I'll say, okay, if I had $75 million, what would I do in order to try to help combat this problem? And I really don't have many ideas. Like, normally I'm a genius, but mm. with this particular situation, 
Don't act like I'm not a genius, Doug. Who came up with the sniffers app? That people will come to your home and smell to see if it smells okay. That's Me. pretty genius. We That's could, true. hey, that would be some opportunities for some homeless folks. They could be sniffers. Yes. You're a job creator. That's right. You're in favor of jobs. So that's all passed. That's uh, all good. What else you got over there? Uh, also, the city is asking for patience with the, the storm cleanup. I actually thought they did a pretty good job. I'm going to play a clip from News on 6. And, you know, Tulsa is a certain size, but the, the amount of miles they've had to travel up and down streets mm-hmm. is going to kind of blow your mind as they tried to pick up all this debris. It's been almost two months since the Father's Day storm ravaged Tulsa, leaving behind piles of debris. The city offered curbside green waste pickup all over Tulsa. Officials say debris trucks have traveled over 2,000 miles to clean up neighborhoods. That's like going from Tulsa to Vancouver and back, but on the way, stopping every 50 feet. But there's Oh, my God. 2,000 miles, but you got to stop every 50 Mm -hmm. feet? When I take a road trip, and I've got to stop twice. I get frustrated. Right. You know, it's like every 50 feet and you go 2,000 miles. But they're working on it and they, they're just asking for some patience. Uh, the city should have reached out to me. I could have got this thing taken care of in about two weeks. Why? Elderly beavers. What? Elderly beavers. Why would you choose elderly beavers? You don't want the place overrun with fresh young beavers. So if you got elderly beavers, they come, consume all the wood. They're going to pass away shortly. They don't eat wood. Beavers don't? They chop it up with their teeth, don't they? What do you think the uh, city does with all this wood they bring in? They chop it up. Right. <laughs> okay. Tulsa beavers. Goats and beavers. That's what they should have used. Also, did you see this? This is despicable here. Lady goes to the airport, uh, and we've all had that situation where you go through security, and they're like, you can't bring this on. Then you got to make this decision. Uh, didn't you go through, like, your granddad's pocket knife one day or something? Did I go through my what? You went through security and there was a oh I had something a, you had of some sentimental value. I forgot my dad had given me a Swiss Army knife right. and I forgot it was in like my little bath pouch and uh, they gave me a choice. They said you can either go back to the car and put it down or you can throw it in the garbage and I ended up throwing it in the garbage. That was hard, right? It was very hard because I was late for my flight already. And this pitiful woman in uh, Pittsburgh, she left her dog behind to go on vacation. It's like a French bulldog, so it was probably an expensive dog. It, that really doesn't matter. Just the fact that she left her dog behind is ridiculous because she couldn't take it on flight. She attempted to bring it on as an emotional support animal. That was denied, and here's the uh, a police officer talking about what happened. We were able to determine that the dog's owner had attempted to fly with the dog this morning and was denied boarding due to having an improper cargo container. In turn, the dog was abandoned, and its dog's owner continued to its resort destination as intended. The owner also attempted to fly with the animal under the pretenses of being an emotional support dog, but was denied boarding for that as well. Isn't that awful? Why didn't she pay somebody to take the dog? If you can afford to go to a resort vacation, you could pay an airport employee or an Uber to take this dog somewhere for you. I couldn't imagine. So this lady leaves her dog in a stroller and then gets on the jetway and... You know, the dog's looking at her, and she just goes about, and the dog's just sitting there. That's well, terrible. Well, even that, and then also, this kind of news gets out. Your your life is ruined. The internet gets a hold of this. You're going to go they viral. Who she is, yeah. Yeah. Did you see this uh, lady goes through a drive-thru, doesn't like the drive-thru worker calling her honey. I think the lady was kind of looking for trouble because, first of all, she's recording. And then listen as she places the order at McDonald's. She got her radio turned up so loud. I, I, this lady drives me nuts. Listen. Can I get um, uh, two McDoubles, just plain, nothing on it? 
the manager she was called honey about a hundred times pretty big exaggeration i cannot stand this lady because i used to work at a drive-thru used to work at dairy queen for many years don't come through there with your radio blaring like that and she was looking for trouble already she started recording when you go yeah, through who, mcdonald's who do you yeah no. do you start recording she knew what she was gonna she knew she was gonna be rude and she record she started the recorder and that's that's bullcrap what's the point of that though to do what she just accomplished now it's viral. You're talking about it. It's my theory that people will, that also, if that goes viral and this lady's information gets out, her life will be ruined for a period of time because people will, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just like those people that were, uh, got into the fight at the riverboat. Now all those people, their names, first and last names are out. The businesses they own down in Alabama are out. You saw the clip I'm talking about where everybody got on a, a fight at the riverboat. Yeah. So you can't kind of do this kind of stuff anymore. Your life will be ruined from it. Those people, I'm, I'm still surprised about that big fight at that riverboat. Like the pontoon boat had five people, okay, or something like that. And they see a cruise ship come up, and they go, I think we'll fight them. They saw the uh, what looked to be about 15 people standing on the decks of the riverboat wanting to get off and fight them, taking off their shirts in preparation of fighting. Like, they're really getting ready here. They then they get started off that the boat, boat and yeah. left. Real quick. But now all the people from the... Uh, the pontoon boat now, their names have all leaked. Yeah. So what a mess. Total mess. Just behave in public. Basically, uh, it's the and, gist. Be- and behave in private. <laughs> and don't, you don't have to be rude to people that work at McDonald's. Believe me. What what good does that do you? I guess, I guess if people have a little bit of power over somebody, I've always said this. If somebody has just a little bit of power, it goes over their head, does it They'll not? exploit it. You remember we, when we worked in Nashville, all, they were, all the bars there had bouncers. And the bouncer's job there was to take your ID and look at it and give it back to you. They're all, like, rude about it. They'll well, look at your ID, and they'll hand it back to you. They don't even make eye contact with you because they have that little bit of power. Yes. Are you like that? Let me catch I, you doing that. I also day. didn't like that, yeah. One time I went to a, a place and I had a cover charge, and I had, uh, I think my dad had given me, what is it called, silver dollars? And I tried to pay the $7 to get in with that, and the guy's just like, get out of here. I'm not taking that. I was like, it's U.S. currency, man. Yeah. They're like, like, we don't, we but don't. A little bit of power, and I can't get in the club. We don't take money here. That's <laughs> yeah, so stupid. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. 98.5 The Bull. Hey, Daniel. You know uh, Superman Tug? I don't know him, but I know who you're talking about. Uh, he has a weakness, which is what? Kryptonite. You know what your weakness is? What? You know what you don't like? What? A smirk. I do not like smirks. I know. This guy will almost damn near try to fight me if I smirk over here. What is the deal? Why do you hate? Do you hate smirks in general or do you hate my smirk? I don't like your smirk particularly. (laughs) (laughs) Particularly mine. Yes. You know why? Mm. I have a, uh, I would, I guess, consider to be kind of like a fat face. I'm almost like a Sharpay. So when I do a smirk, it's a big, it's a big smirk. It's like a joker. Well, a lot of people, when they smirk, it's a little bit of a smirk. When mm-hmm. I smirk, though, my full cheeks and eyes, and you really hate my smirks. 
Why well, is it? Okay, so the reason I I don't like your smirks is because the studio is set up in a way where I'm I'm facing Daniel directly. He's about uh, six feet away from me, but I'm looking him right in the eye. Mm -hmm. And I will get on the radio and I will talk about something, and I'll be in the middle of my little dumb story, and, and like he's doing now, he's smirking at me. Like, I'm an idiot. Uh -huh. It's not a smirk like, hey, I'm enjoying this story. It's a smirk like, this guy is stupid smirk, and I'm in the middle of being on the air, and now I've got this other thing going on. Daniel thinks this is dumb, uh -huh. and now I'm getting mad at him. All, you get you gather all that just from a look. Yes, because you, you think you're so smart and stuff, and mm -hmm. you're really not. And so when you smirk, I go, oh, this guy thinks he can do better at this than I am. Or something like along those lines. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't like it. And I wish you would stop with the stupid smirks. Well, if you don't think that I'm smart, why would my smirk matter? Because I think it's uh, because it's the opposite. I know you're not smart, and uh, how dare him smirk at me? Well, no, but if you were smart, you would say, well, this guy doesn't know anything. I don't care if he smirks. But you're unable to do that because you do know that That's I know another things. thing that Daniel, this is an example of how hard-headed Daniel is. He goes to the eye doctor, and they give him glasses. Mm -hmm. And he decides that the glasses don't work right, even though they do. And so he refuses to wear glasses. That and lady so, rushed me. Okay, he says the eye doctor rushed him, and he got the wrong prescription or something because he couldn't figure out the A versus the B and the one and the two. And so also the other thing you do that drives me insane is that he can't see. I can see. No, you can't. So he's looking at his computer over there, and he makes these squinty eyes. But uh, also his <laughs> mouth moves with his squint, so it looks like he's mad or, or like Now something. I'm either I'm mad or smirking. There's no in the middle, huh? And so even when I'm doing my little skits or whatever, and Daniel's over there with a scowl on his mm -hmm. face, I go, this guy doesn't like anything I do. Well, first of all, that's a violation of a Hippocratic Oath. Yeah, that I said you have bad vision? That's a HIPAA violation. You're telling about what happened when I went to the doctor. Second of all, that lady did rush me because she kept going, okay, which one looks better? One or two? One or two? And I couldn't decide. So I think they just sent me out with whatever they wanted me to have. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, go back to the eye doctor because you got these stupid smirks. And whenever you squint to see your, your little news stories, mm -hmm. it looks like you're angry. Well, you know that I struggle, Todd. Struggle with what? can't see very well. But you're making, I know, fun, that's of, you're making I, fun of my vision. No, that's not. Here, here's the deal. I, I sympathize with somebody that has bad vision. However, there's something you can do about it. And so my sympathy kind of starts went, to wane went, whenever you don't take care of it. I went to the doctor. Yeah? I was rushed. Go, 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 go to I an need, unrushed doctor. I need, yeah, I need an eye doctor that takes their time. Yeah. All right, well, f in other words, go find that and stop squinting and smirking all the time. Well, now I can't squint or smirk. No, I don't want any of it. What, do you want me to wear a veil in I, here? I want you to be a statue. Just just like, oh, Tiger Band over here. I want you to wear a veil, a <laughs> Tiger Band. hijab before you come into work here. Yeah, you're I just want your like whole the, body covered in fabric. You're just like the Taliban. No, you're not allowed to do anything. Tiger and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. You are allowed to go to Snow's Furniture where you are allowed to get the lowest prices in town. Well, I don't know about that. As long as you don't smirk at them. Daniel, you can get the lowest prices in town at Snow's Furniture. Does Altaiga allow people to uh, sit on furniture? Yes, I'll allow that. Uh, tell you where to go get furniture. That would be Snow's Furniture because Barry's like, hey, listen, here's the point blank. No gimmicks. I just offer the lowest guaranteed prices. You can't beat my prices.
Why would you drive anywhere else? Yeah, and then um, they let you choose your own furniture. They don't follow you around the store and all that stuff. They just let you kind of live your life as snows when you find something you like. Then, boom, you go up to the register, and they give you 0% interest. It doesn't get any better than that, especially with inflation and all that. 0% interest at Snow's Furniture, locally owned since 1978. Snow's is online in town and on Facebook. Dano, a guy uh, came up to me yesterday. He commented on our, our little radio show. Would you like to hear about that? Compliments, I hope. It's uh, 98.5 The Bull. I go to pick up my son. He's in a golf camp, and I got there about 30 minutes early so I could just kind of see the end of the golf camp, what he was doing, and the little drills they were doing. It's it's pretty fun, the little kids. And, um, and I get under a gazebo, and I'm kind of just camped out there. Guy comes up, very chatty guy, very, very chatty guy, nice guy. And uh, he says, what do you do with yourself, young man? I said, I'm a broadcaster. And then he started talking about something else. And then he says, you know what? You sound familiar. Are you Ty and Daniel? And I said, yes, yes, I am. And, um, and then he goes, I don't get it. <laughs> like he didn't get the show. And that's fine because we're not going to be great for everybody. But um, he said, but I am 70. I don't get the show, but I am 70. And so it was not a compliment necessarily. No, it wasn't a compliment at all, Dana. Well, why would he, I don't know why he'd feel the need to let you know he didn't, quote, get it. We've got a Brittany on the phone from Oilton. Is that right? Yes, sir. What do you think this guy means when he's like, I don't get it? I'm guessing he's just a little old and doesn't get your jokes. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, what's to get? I don't get. It's not like we talk about anything extremely complicated on here. No. Do you feel. I get your jokes. I get it all. Do you feel. Do you feel like we're uh, uh, too immature sometimes, do you think, Brittany? No, I love it. We listen to you every morning on the way to school. Hmm. Well, you need to talk to this I guy. Mean, I, guess, I mean, a little immature might be a little fun. But I like you guys. Eh. Well, but I'm also only 33. I'm not 70. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to be great for everybody, Daniel. What, Daniel gets us feeling exactly. so hurt by this stuff. Why, He's going to go home and think about it. And, what What do I do that a 70-year-old wouldn't be able to relate to? Well, you were talking about, um, this morning you were talking about how you go in these tunnels in Tulsa and there's private parts painted all over the tunnels. You know, maybe that's not funny <laughs> to a 70-year-old. I, I believe uh, anybody would agree that anytime you see graffiti, Brittany, I don't know if they have that in Oilton or not, but how come it seems like a lot of times it's privates painted on? Because most of the time it's probably 20-year-olds that find it pretty hilarious. So a 70-year-old uh, doesn't think that's cute. I'm not the one painting the privates. I just see the privates. But you bring it up you on the radio. about it. Well, I mean, yes. I got a chuckle out of it. <laughs> okay. Everybody loves private parts painted on. I'm not saying I love it. I'm just saying that's all you see. There must not be a lot of subject matter matter out there for uh, graffiti artists. You know, why can't they? Probably not. Why can't they I don't know. paint a bowl of fruit every now and again? It's just, you know, it's just set of the bananas. <laughs> I bet that guy would have liked that. Well, uh, Brittany, I appreciate the insight there. Daniel's all, his feelings are hurt because a 70-year-old didn't like his show or something, so. I hope you'll it's be. It's all right. You still got the thirty and forty-year-olds still liking it. See, there you go. And and children also like us. Like six, seven-year-olds think we're hilarious. Very funny. Yeah. I don't know. They love us. All right. Well, thanks for the insight, Brittany. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. And I got to see that guy again today, probably. Well, I want you to fight him when you see him. <laughs> okay.